Welcome to episode 143 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On today's episode, we're going to talk all about calorie cycling for fat loss. What is it? How does that even work? Why would you want to do it? And if you do want to do it, how do you set it up? I'm going to walk you through every bit of that today. Let's go. Hello, hello, welcome. Always good to be here chatting with you each week. Had a great day yesterday. I went hiking for the first time since I went to the Grand Canyon last fall. I did the Grand Canyon rim to rim last fall. Haven't hiked since just because of a combination of uh, wimpy me in the cold. (laughs) Uh, And then my plantar fasciitis made that not a great idea. So yesterday was my first time hiking since last fall. It was just an easy four mile hike in the woods, about 10 minutes from my house. Uh, There's a trail called the Horseshoe Trail. It's 140 miles long. I did not hike 140 miles. (laughs) Four miles is what we did. The trail starts near my house in Valley Forge Park, and it ends up by our state capital in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And one of my hiking buddies, she's actually our ringleader. And one of her goals is to hike the entirety of the Horseshoe Trail. And she's kind of doing it in sections. And she had missed this one section. And so we went and did it together. Um, Three of us went and hiked it yesterday. Um, Just this small section, just four miles. So my last hike, 24 miles in the Grand Canyon, thousands of feet of elevation gain and lost in the most famous hole, maybe like literally anywhere in the world. And then yesterday's this week, just a stroll in the woods near my house and both adventures. I feel blessed, blessed to have had. If you see everyone around you doing big, exciting things, having these amazing adventures, and you're like, I don't really have the time for that right now. I don't have the money for that right now. Or maybe you don't have the, the, the skill, the know-how to do any of that quite yet. I cannot recommend tiny adventures in nature enough. It could be hiking, it could be biking, it could be swimming. It could be all sorts of things. You could look um, at apps like All Trails. You could Google state parks near me. You could Google hiking trails near me. These are all easy ways to find things that are close to you, a place that you can be outside in nature, experiencing um, just the, the all that that has to offer and without having to invest a ton of time, money, having needing a lot of you know skill and know-how. I do plan on doing some bigger adventures this year, uh, and I also plan on getting into nature for these tiny adventures as often as possible. I feel so much less stressed, like literally yesterday, got into the woods minutes after being out there. I was just like, ah, I feel less stressed. I just felt revived with just really just even minutes of having been there. Ah, feels good to even just talk about it. I actually have zero smooth transition into the subject that I actually want to talk to you about today. I just randomly started talking to you about hiking. Um, I decided that as I was hitting record, that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, But it's not at all related. (laughs) 0% related to today's topic, which is calorie cycling for fat loss, right? Not at all. Not at all. We're connected to hiking and tiny adventures. Now, so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about calorie cycling for fat loss. So let's jump into it. Notice I said calorie cycling for fat loss. I don't know why I emphasized, I emphasized the wrong word there. I said calorie cycling. That's how I meant to emphasize it. Not carb cycling. People get those two confused. They are different things. I actually don't have any 
of my members. I don't have my fitter after 40 members. I don't have any of my aging stronger society members. I don't have any of them carb cycle, not that carb cycling is bad. It's not something I had, I ever had my one-on-one clients do, but many of my members calorie cycle, many of them choose to do that. And we're going to talk today about why might you even be interested in calorie cycling? We'll talk about what it is. That'll be a good place to start. Um, is what it is. And then we can talk about why you might want to do it. How does it even work? How does that work? What does he do? How does it work? Um, how, what are the nuts and bolts? Like what exactly do I do to make calorie cycling happening? All right. So let's start. What is it? Simply put calorie cycling is eating more calories on some days and fewer calories on other days. That's really what it is as compared to a straight deficit where you would eat the same number or ish, same number ish calories each day, right? So if you ate 1700 calories each day and those were deficit calories for you, that would be an example of a straight deficit. In a calorie cycling deficit, some days would be lower than that 1700 and some days would be higher than that 1700. More calories some days, fewer calories other days. So how's that even work? How does that work? Well, you know, before we even jump into that, let's talk about like, why would you want to do that? Doesn't that complicate things? Isn't that more numbers, more math? It is a little bit. And some people are like, look, I just need to keep it really simple. I just want to shoot for the same range of calories every single day. And that is a completely valid approach. And I do have a good chunk of my members who choose that approach. They both work equally as well. One is not better than the other one might be a better fit for you. And you can try both of them and see which you prefer. So maybe you like the idea of a straight deficit, which means seven days a week, you're eating the same general number of calories. Or maybe you will prefer this calorie cycling method. The main benefit of calorie cycling is that it can help with adherence by helping you to more easily fit in things like restaurant meals, parties, social engagements, some higher calorie treats and goodies, while still remaining in your deficit. That is the real benefit to calorie cycling. Well, how's that even work then? So in order to lose weight, you need to be in a deficit, right? But you can think of that deficit in larger chunks of time than simply 24 hours. You can think of creating a deficit across your whole week. So while individual days in that week might be in more or less of a deficit, you could even have some days in maintenance thrown in there. Maybe as long as you're in a deficit at the end of a week, you will lose weight. Does that make sense? So if someday, if you had a maintenance day or two maintenance days, and then you have other days where you're in a steeper deficit, at the end, it could all total to a deficit. And if it all totals to a deficit, you were in a calorie deficit overall. So could you extend this idea of looking and thinking about a deficit in larger chunks of time to even a bigger period of time than a week and be like, oh, I'm going to create my deficit over the course of a month. I'm sure technically you could, but that is really impractical. Like it's, I can't imagine it working well, like being able to think that far and like even things out so that they total the deficit you're looking for. I can't imagine. I think that would get really muddled. So I would not suggest that, but over the course of a week, absolutely. That's very manageable to figure out 
okay, if I do this with my calories, these two or three days, and these with my calories, the, these other three or four days, that will total to the number of calories I need to be in a deficit at the end of seven days. And that can give you more flexibility for all those things I mentioned, restaurants, parties, um, an extra drink or something like that. Okay. So let's talk about how do you actually set it up then? If you listen to this and you're like, I want to try that. Like I see the benefit there. I want to give it a try or I'm considering giving it a try. How would I do it? Here's how you could do it. Take your current deficit calories and I'll give you an example in a minute. And you're going to multiply that number. Okay. If you're using a range, which I do suggest people use a range, pick the number right in the middle. So if you were using 1700 to 1800, pick the number right in the middle. So that'd be 1750 and multiply it by seven, right? The number of days in a week, multiply your deficit calories by seven. Then that number is the total number of calories you have to work with for the whole week. We're going to pick a number just for example's sake. When I say this number, I am not telling you that this is the number for you. I'm not saying these are your calories. I'm not saying this is what I want you to eat. I'm just saying, let's talk in math terms so that you can understand me in math terms. So we're going to stick with 1700. Let's say your deficit calories were 1700. 1700 times seven days in a week equals 11,900 calories. Any way you broke those up across a week, if you hit 11,900 calories by the end of the week, that's where you're at, you would be in a deficit. And there's loads of different ways that you could break that up. Some of the ways you would break that up would be more intelligent and practical than others. Like no one's going to eat all 11,900 in one day and then eat nothing for the other six days. That would be dumb and uncomfortable and pointless, right? (laughs) Don't do that. I'm going to give you two options that I use with my Fitter After 40 members and my Aging Stronger Society members. You ready? There's the 5-2 calorie cycling split and there's the 4-3 calorie cycling split. In a 5-2 calorie cycling split, you would have five lower calorie days and two higher calorie days. In this particular example that we're talking about, this person, they have 11,900 calories to work with for the whole week. For a 5-2 split, they could do two days per week at 2,000 calories each and five days per week at 1,580 calories each for five days. That's one good 5-2 split. Or we could set that 5-2 split up differently. Maybe you're like, oh, I don't want to just eat 1,580 calories. That seems too low for me. Well, what we could do is bring down our higher days. So instead of doing two days at 2,000 calories, we could do two days at 1,900 calories. And that gives us a little bit more to work with on those five lower days. There'll be five days at 1,620 calories. Sorry, can you hear that? That's my puppy. He's not happy that he's in the crate. He needs a little bit of crate time. So that's one option is five, two. Then we can talk about four, three. That's four days in a lower deficit and three days in a higher deficit at higher calories. It'd be a steeper deficit for four days and a less steep deficit for three days. So How could we set that up using these same numbers? One good option would be four days at 1,550 calories and three days at 1,900 calories. So in any of those, if you compare any of those cycling numbers to a straight deficit, you can think, okay, if I had a straight deficit, it'd be 1,700 each day. 
If I was in one of these cycling methods, I would have varying numbers on, on either four days and three days or five days and two days. Do you see the difference there? But in all three of those examples, whether you're doing a straight deficit, a five, two calorie cycling or a four, three calorie cycling method by the end of the week for this imaginary person eating 1700 calories, they would still have hit 11,900. Ta-da. Do you see how it might be easier to go out to a restaurant and have say 2000 calories versus 1700 calories? 1700 calories is totally doable for a restaurant meal, right? In one day, if you had 1700 calories, you could find a way to work things earlier in your day. If you're going out to dinner, but there's just a little bit more leeway for the extra calories that are in a restaurant meal. There's extra calories for a drink or dessert or bread with those higher calories when you calorie cycle. Now you can put the higher calorie days on any day you choose. A lot of people do use them for weekends or on days that they have events, whether they're weekends or not. Some people prefer their higher calorie days on their workout days. They just feel better in their workout, feel more energized, feel less hungry when they have more calories on board. So that's a possibility as well. No one right, right way to do it. We want you to figure out what works for you. Now, you don't have to have the same days each week be your higher days and the same days be your lower days. I would say to decide at the start of the week which days you will be taking your higher calorie days and have it be an intentional thing versus an oops, I went over kind of thing. And of course, there's always flexibility to change your plan. So if on a Sunday you decide, okay, my higher calorie days this week are going to be Thursday and Saturday. And Wednesday night, you know, something comes up and you're like, oh, like I want to do this thing. There's extra calories involved. You could change and say like, all right, I'm going to do um, Wednesday and Thursday or Wednesday and Saturday and, and put Thursday back to my lower calorie days. Always flexibility, but I do think it, it's wise to set out with a plan in mind at the start of the week. So you're not just kind of like oopsing your way into um, higher calories. Now with calorie cycling, you still do want to keep your protein target across the week the same. So even though you're lowering your calories on some of those days, you're not lowering your protein target. You're going to keep it right where it's at, at somewhere between 0.72 times your goal body weight or lean body weight to one gram per pound of your goal body or lean body weight. Okay. So protein is going to stay the same. It's the fats and carbs that you would adjust up or down to get more or fewer calories. All right. Then one final reminder. This is not a suggestion to do slash and burn calories Monday through Thursday. I am telling you that strategy would backfire. 900 calories, 1,000 calories, 1,200 calories Monday through Thursday in order to save up like a big bolus of calorie for weekend overeating will have you primed for the weekend to eat overeat even more than you had planned. So it's a week of white knuckling followed by binge. And I'm using that in the colloquial sense, not in like the, I have binge eating disorder sense. So white knuckling all week, binging on the weekend. What usually this ends up is a person is not in a deficit. They are in maintenance. So calorie cycling is not an excuse to do dumb stuff with your calories. We're not setting 900, 1,000, 1,200 calories for our low days. They're low, but they're not that low. 
The numbers you're cycling should not be wildly different. We're talking a few hundred calories difference on these cycling days. So we're talking 350 to 400 calories, not eight, nine thousand plus calories different. Cool. Uh, you know, just yesterday, I think it was, maybe it was even this morning, one of my members of my Aging Stronger Society messaged in our group and said how she just switched, just recently decided to switch. She's done a straight deficit up to this point, and she decided to switch to a calorie cycling um, structure. And she messaged and said she is finding it so much easier. She has two big family dinners each week, and she's finding it easier to stick to the lower calorie days, knowing that she has the higher calorie days and it's easier for her to enjoy herself at these dinners and still hit her deficit while she's there. So that's one example of how calorie cycling can work for you. I hope that this has helped. Message me. Let me know if you have any questions. This is something I do help my Fitter After 40 members. If you're signing up for the Fitter After 40 course, I walk you through this with your particular numbers um, so that you can set this up exactly how you want it. Like, how do you even know how to figure out your calories at all, um, let alone go to cycling them? That is something I do with you and my assistant does with you. Doors will be opening for that in a few more months. We've got till August. I'll open again in August. And if you've heard me talk about my Aging Stronger Society and you're like, what's that? Like, how do I get in there? That is the group for my alumni from Fitter After 40. Fitter After 40 is an eight-week course. I teach you everything you need to know about how to lose weight and get in shape after 40. And not only do I teach you what to do, I actually walk you through how to do it. It's eight weeks of us doing it together so that you really understand and not just understand it, but see great results. After those eight weeks are over, you have the option of joining my low-cost monthly membership, which is the Aging Stronger Society. It is filled with incredible women who are working to get strong, get lean, do chin-ups, do push-ups, um, really incredible community there for the alumni. So look for Fitter After 40. You can join the wait list. I will pop the link for that here uh, in the show notes. You can join the wait list anytime between now and August. You do want to be on the wait list. If you're considering joining the Fitter After 40 uh, crew in August for our eight weeks, you definitely want to be on the wait list. Anyone on the wait list is going to get a discount. They're going to get some special bonuses. You also have access immediately as soon as you enter Um I don't know why I choose the word enter. As soon as you join the wait list or forfeiter after 40, I have a short course for you on steps you can take immediately to start losing weight. Um, so you can start working right now this week on losing weight. You don't have to wait until we get started together in August. And they'll set you up to be in a really great spot to start from when Fitter After 40 takes off in August. All right. Thanks so much for being here with me this week, and I will catch you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it motivational, inspirational, educational, organizational. If you did find value in this episode today, it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks so much for being here.